crazy in the, I can't remember if it was the second inning or the third inning. He couldn't throw it in the ocean. Right. He threw it to the backstop once. He threw it in the dirt, and the catcher couldn't even get a leg on it. And somehow he got out of it, and then he was okay. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't hurt when you get, when your team jumps and gets, what, five runs in the first two innings? That'll, mm-hmm. set, that'll settle your nerves just enough so you notice. I agree. Good old David Price. I'm looking for it right now. I'm looking for the, uh, I, I, I was just looking at it, and he, it was all set up. Here he is. He's David Price. You going to be able to pitch against the Yankees on uh, on Sunday night, David? Uh, I don't think I'll be able to go, so I don't think so. Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite. I think he likes to, to draw attention to his junk. I think he enjoys is being he, a Is he a needling us? Yeah. I think it's okay. That's exactly what it is. I think it's okay if you needle us, if you can play. Right. And right now, he's able to play. No, right now, right? i got to be honest with you. He's pitched a lot better than I thought he would. I would have written him off a long time ago. Although, i got to say, last year... In the playoffs, down the stretch, and in the playoffs, in relief, he was un- almost unhittable. You almost makes you wonder if that's where he should go. Yeah, put him in the put him in the bullpen for that seventh, eighth, just grind him. Yeah, but two hundred and thirty-two million dollars no, yeah, a year yeah, for that's, a, that's great for a relief pitcher. Good thing I'm not in charge is that of the what, money. Is that, is that what we're spending now? For that's exactly a, what my wife would say. Good thing you're not in charge of the money. Yeah, yeah. I think we can probably get that covered up patio furniture. I'm sure it'll be fine, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, every every uh, fall I take our lawn cushions and I put them in a container, seal the lid, reuse them next year. Every year. Every he year. does. He does this all the time. Like the, the, the carry things, the whole nine yards. Unbelievable. We have more Tupperware containers with locking lids than God. Trust me. <laughs> Stacked up all over the place. <laughs> hey, the heck. Works. Yeah. I mean, you For do a while, what you I can, tried right? plastic bags. Then, yeah. Nah. If the cats or the mice or anything like that gets around, you know, because we, we always had green, so there's always mice in the area, if you want right. to say. So. Anyway, that took care of that. Now, we are due for a special guest in studio this morning. Really? He, I didn't know this. He's running late, though, so I'm hoping that he'll be here shortly. Calliope should join us at about 1130. Okay. We're going to uh, spice it up a little bit today. Spice it up. Yeah. And spice you're almost up. ready for the, uh, for the great trip. I am ready for the great trip. Tell us the cities you're going to again. Well, I'll go to Boston tomorrow. The only day that we might get some so-so weather before right. it turns baking. Correct. Did you? I saw the weather report this morning. There's this huge section that 100 degrees is the norm, and yeah. you're right in it. I know. I'm very excited about right that. Right in it. Yeah. You need one of those things that holds up and is a little fan. I'm gonna. Operated. I'm gonna get a white sun hat for the Baltimore game. Oh yeah, there we go. Because I'll be fine uh, at Philadelphia. I'll be fine in New York. I'll be covered. fine in Washington, D.C. There are also night games. Oh, night games. No so there won't be bad. It'll be hot, but it'll be all right for the The Sunday game. afternoon game at Baltimore. Ooh, baby. Is where my concern lies. It, it's going to be 90 here. Because I'm going to be right in the middle of it. 
That is where the concern shall lie for me. That is I, that is where the those crazy wide hats that cover everything. So you don't get it on your neck or anything. Right. That's, the, that's a deal. Yeah. And sunscreen, even though you don't need, you know, they say put sunscreen on your head. I'm gonna stuff, I'm gonna even bathe, though, even though you got a hat on. I'm gonna bathe in the sunscreen. Is yeah. what I'm gonna do. Right. I'll tell you. Trust Full me, from somebody. When you get my age, and they start saying, "Ooh, ooh, that might be something." Yeah. You you want to make sure you put plenty of sunscreen on. People ignored that when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I totally ignored it when I was a kid because I usually, you know, I, I no, we're not doing oh, that. Oh, that's this peeling year. skin. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to too much. I would like to keep chunks of my skin. I would like to keep that. I would like to not send them away to be analyzed and or tested. That's Well, uh, as I've told you before, I had an appointment yesterday with a dermatologist. Once a year, I've had some spots and yeah you don't want to fight that battle nope. when you get older thank you i've seen people that have to get taken off the nose you get oh, this you get yeah. the, nope yep, yep nope yep. thank you no very much. no no trying to quit folks thank you and no thank you. i'm gonna a uh, hard pass is what and i would you know, say sunscreen's not a big it's so easy they make it so easy now it's good stuff it smells good it smells like summer it's all good yeah all good it is all good. And, like you say, the nice wide-brim hat, a perfect for sitting in the sun and phew, just vegging out. Getting your stuff done, you know. And I, I like those. I so like now, those when ones. you go to a game, do you do you have your own score sheet or you just go to just I will. Watch? I think I'm going to attempt to keep a score sheet for each one of these games. Really? I See, think- I couldn't do that. Nah, I want to. I want to look around, see who's sitting there. See, and that's my concern. Like, that's who I am. Like, I want to, you know, maybe I want to get up in the second inning and go check something out. But I'm also planning on getting there early enough so that I can do all that stuff before the game and not, you know, diddle around during the game. I mean, it'd be nice, you know, you just sit there with your phone and you say, okay, bring me a foot long. I'm in seat 217, you know, boom. Mm Mm-hmm. There. Boom. Boom. Never mind the guy bringing around for everybody. No, I want correct mine delivered with little little uh, relish, you know, please. A little bit. I just have relish on my dogs if I have anything. No, no ketchup, mustard. No, nope, really? Like no, nope, don't. Yeah, care I got it. Mustard's okay. Got to have the ketchup. Ketchup, yeah. I try not to do the ketchup as much anymore because ketchup is pretty much the highest carb condiment there is. It's funny. I like. I like. Uh, pickles i don't like cucumbers but i like relish is that the stupidest thing ever <laughs> yeah relish is just ridiculous yeah yeah has no redeeming factors other than i don't know i do not want giancarlo stanton in the 2018 home run derby thanks no thank, thank you thank you very much i think we should have home i don't run want derby. aaron judge in it i don't want anybody in it I think we should have... Send pitch- Aaron Hicks. I think we'd have pitchers in the Home Run Derby. That's that what I want to see. That would be kind of fun, I want to see that. Let's have Pitcher Home Run Derby. Pitcher Let's get CeCe Sabathia, Madison Bumgarner, all the good hitting pitchers. Let's get them out there and really? get them hitting. I Seriously? It'll be over damn quick. Well, Instead of these painful things that oh take forever. Oh, my God. 17 rounds. I don't, you don't need 17 rounds and you don't need 10 outs. This is what you need, okay? You need a set time limit. You want to fix home run derby? Well, didn't they do that in the early rounds? That they count the seconds they down. Need you, to keep, boom, boom, you need to boom. still yeah. keep doing that like all it. the way through until like the last it. one. And then when the showdown happens, that's like the old days. Remember the old ESPN ones that they would have with the old? Um, it'd be old black and white. Be, here's 
Here's uh, Hank Aaron versus Mickey Mantle in this week's edition of Home Run Derby. And, like, it was like this cheap Wrigley Field lookalike thing, yep. you know? All right. Home Run Derby TV I, show. We I, got, I'm going to get the details on the old Home Run Derby. I have said for it was long... It was held at Wrigley Field in Los Angeles, actually. Yeah. Wow. I have said for a long time, it can't not screw up your swing. I don't care who you are. Either it does that, or it gets you into a few little bad habits, or you overuse the intercostals or some ridiculous thing, and then... The second half of the season, you try to recover. Tell me a home run derby participant that went on to have a great second half. When you can come up with a name, let me know. Because I don't think so. I really don't. Yeah, it was uh, it was something. You know, but look, but think about it now. The dunk contest, are they still having that in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, they're still but having the all, dunk contest. It's all young guys. None of the, none of the studs are ever going to do that again. Yep. Here we go. From the wonderful world of sports, we bring you Home Run Derby, where each week the leading home run hitters of the major leagues will compete in a home run hitting contest. He'll meet such stars as Duke Schneider, Eddie Matthews, oh, Rocky Colavito, Mickey Mantle, Harmon Killebrew, Jim Lemon, Willie Mays, Jackie Jensen, and many others. Hi there, everybody. I'm Mark Scott saying, welcome to Home Run Derby. This week, we have two of the greatest stars in all of baseball, that fence-busting switch hitter, Mickey Mantle, and the wondrous Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays. Let's meet them, shall we? This is great. The on-air production is tremendous. They get up, and then they call welcome each one over. Derby. Thank you, Mark. How are you going to hit today? I'm going to hit right-handed today, Mark. Is that your best power? Well, most all of my real long home runs have been from the right-hand side of the plate. Well, that settles that. Willie, come on in. Welcome to Home Run Derby. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Willie, uh, you can only hit one way. You're right-handed. Uh, will it make any difference whether the pitcher is right-handed or left-handed? No, it doesn't, Mark. Uh, when I'm hitting good, I hit like at anybody. Righty or lefty. <laughs> well, that just proves that they're great hey, ball players. There you go. You probably want to know what the prizes are. The winner, the one who gets the greatest number of home runs, gets $2,000. The loser has the consolation prize of $1,000. But as an additional bonus, if you hit three consecutive balls out of the ballpark in fair territory, it will be worth $500 to either one of you. Now, if you get the fourth one in a row, it's another $500. You mentioned that every nowadays. Every additional home run yeah. that you hit after that, imagine, an additional imagine them. $1,000. Even bothering to do now it the pitchers are out there to get the ball over the plate where you can hit it. They're batting practice pitch. I mean, that's craziness. Like, But this is the, this is the type of crap. This actually leads me into a good point. This is the type of crap, stuff, that gets people into baseball. You know why people aren't into baseball anymore? Because no one aspires to be a Major League Baseball player anymore. When I was growing up, nobody aspired to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. No, no. When I was growing up, everybody wanted to be the left fielder for the Boston Red Sox. Nobody aspired to be a power forward with the Boston Celtics. Everybody everybody wanted to be a left fielder for the Boston Red and, Sox. And nobody even talked about hockey. <laughs> exactly. 
And it, it's because you had things like Johnny Bench was everywhere. I mean, you had pop oh, yeah. culture baseball stuff everywhere. Johnny Bench was all over the place sitting around for Krylon commercials. You knew who Johnny Bench was, right? Sure. Always knew who Johnny Bench was. Bring Mike Trout out into a lineup today. Where's Mike Trout? What about Bryce Harper? I see Bryce Harper in the um, in the T-Mobile commercials. That's 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 about the biggest true, thing though. you see. Where, where's Aaron Judge? No. I see Aaron Judge in local TV commercials for for New York. I don't I don't see him for nothing national. I don't see him in anything national. Oh, that's I don't, a good point. Do you I, see the, Do you see the National League MVP from last year, Giancarlo Stanton, who was traded to the biggest market team in the freaking world? Do you see him on anything this year? No, not a thing. But boy, I'll tell you what: if you had Giancarlo Stanton versus, um, let's say you had Stanton versus Nolan Arenado or somebody in the first round of, of, of home run derby, and you did it just like that, you 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 went to some dumpy little stadium out in Los Angeles in the off season and put it together and then aired it, people would watch. Sure. I think uh, I think uh, uh, um, this week in baseball has, has completely could could be rebooted and rebooted properly. Sure. I don't know what they're doing with it now, but it's not the same as it was. It used to be this week in baseball. That's the only chance you got to see the Expos Twip and notes. the Mets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Twib notes, news and notes from around the majors. You know, like all that stuff. Well, I think I also think that some of those announcers with the great voices like mm-hmm. those guys had a gone. Gone. Now that I mean, that's not the only reason you somebody's a good announcer, but it sure doesn't hurt him any. Yeah, I think. Well, people watch the All Star Game and Home Run Derby. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, and it's it goes on and on and on. I mean, I wouldn't say that I haven't ever tuned in, but my God, they make they overproduce it. You know, they overproduce it. I agree. It's the same thing that's happened. You and I have talked about Sports Center and ESPN. I like a little bit of the of it becoming a show, but now it's become a production. They've got six, eight people on there doing, adding a comment and doing this and sitting in a round table. I mean, it's nice, but you and I like to see the scores and the highlights. Duke Snyder and Eddie Matthews were the only left-handed batters to compete. But you want to you want to start, you know, when Otani comes back and he's healthy, you throw Otani in one of those things. Yeah. Focus on the stars. Give people a reason to focus on said stars, and they'll pop around. We watched it with the NBA: Magic versus Bird, right? Oh God, those commercials. Was were it priceless. Celtics versus Lakers or was it Magic versus Bird? It was priceless commercials. Those were fantastic. Bird and Jordan throwing up the McDonald's food. Oh yeah, you know that same thing. Yeah, you you know now that you say it, I you're right. National. That to me is baseball's biggest problem right yeah. now. That and thinking it's America's game, so everybody loves it. Uh, not so much, folks. You know, although I think attendance is still. It's solid. not awful. It's solid. MLB attendance right now, 2018. I bet it's down. Well, part of it may be because the weather has been horrible. Mm-hmm. Think about the night. Seriously, yesterday morning it was 40 something at my house. MLB attendance is down six and a half percent. What was it? What was NFL down this year? Uh, that's a good question. A little more than that, I think, wasn't it? 
NFL attendance 2017-2018. It was plummeting. So <clears throat> December 28. Eh, eh, eh. Statista. 2017, it was 17.26. It was actually less than it was in 2016. It was it was 1779 17% decrease? 17%. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, whatever it is. At National Football League total attendance at regular season games. 2008 to 2017. 17 million a game. It was almost 18 million last year. It was down this year to 17.26, which is where it was in 2015. Yeah. So down. But in 2012, 2011, 2010, 2009, it was it was uh 17.15 to 17.3. So it's on average the highest year was 2016 at 17 almost 17.8 mil. Wow. It's not down that much. Uh-oh, our special guest is here, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest has arrived. He has arrived fresh from from rehab. He's arrived fresh from where, where physical he's been rehab. Physical, Come on rehab. Now. Physical, physical rehab. Physical rehab. Yeah, we should probably stress that it is physical rehab. Physical rehab. And then he'll he'll get that here. The pride of Edward Little himself, Troy Barney's in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Late late arrival? Late arrival. On, late arrival. Late well, arrival. Well, it's a grand entrance. So it's it not, is a yeah, grand it's, entrance. It's sorry. Good. I just came from uh, Gray New Gloucester. I was uh, ran a clinic for Wayne Martin in the kids' uh, third grade through eighth grade. Oh, awesome. And nice. I did it till like 9.50, and then I knew I had to come here, so I'm like <laughs> speeding. Gotta, but thank gotta God, go. Yeah, gotta thank go. God my brother's a cop in thank Auburn, you. so yeah. I can get away with it. Yeah, you bit. just, you call, yeah, you call in ahead, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm coming up uh, Washington Ave, if you could just, yeah, yeah okay. Clear that out for me. Clear please. the streets, please. Tell I your, got stuff to do. Tell your speed trap over by Thayer's Auto that it's me, okay? <laughs> yeah, cool. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. How are you, man? Good. I'm All really sorts good. of good things happening for you right now. Life, now. life is good, man. Life is good. Now we'll we'll talk about everything else in a little bit. We'll we'll kind of swing that in a little bit. But let's let's get started with your knee. What happened? How long have you been battling this? And when did you get the surgery? All right. So long story short, I've been battling this for like two years now. Two seasons. Um, this season, the season previous, uh, has been like a, a struggle for me. I was like seventy five percent for a while. And I thought that it was muscle strengthening that was just my knee was weak or something. But it was really like underlying cartilage under my kneecap that was prohibiting me from really having a full strength knee. I would squat maybe to 70 degrees and as soon as I get down to 70 degrees, my knee would just collapse. Yeah. It wasn't pain at all. It was just weakness. The stability was just not there. And it was, it was gradually getting worse. At, uh, I, just, I knew that I, was, I needed something to be done. Like, I, I want to continue my career as long as I can. So I was like, I can't keep playing every season with teams at 75% because that's like, just not me, you know? So anyway, we got MRIs and we got it checked out. And I had, um, like, a partial problem with my cartilage right under my kneecap on my left knee. And it was in my femoral joint. So it was right inside the joint line. So I got a mosaic plastic. It's pretty much just taking healthy cartilage from one side of my knee and putting it to the crappy part. Yeah. Long story short, and then they closed up my leg, and it's gonna take about all summer for me to rehab, pretty much the whole summer. So yeah, they, I'm gonna really focus the summer on um, getting right before I even think about signing with a different team. 
Now, do they do they use like Euflexa to injections to to continue the rehab on that or not? Actually, no. Um, the funny thing is, at the end of my this pre- previous season, April and May, to finish the season with the team, I needed to get shots in my knee to get right, pretty much to stay yeah. be able. So their agreement was with the team, and they did amazing. They helped me so much. They uh, said I, I agreed that if I if you guys could help me with the shots and like make be able to you know have me play at 100 um, percent, I'll stay with you guys and I'll I'll I won't take the surgery right now. I'll finish the season with you guys. We'll make the playoffs, which we did, and uh, we'll go as far as we can. And then after the season, you guys help me out and take care of the surgery for me. And that's what happened. Now Excellent. we've been discussing <laughs> Isaiah Thomas and Kawhi Leonard and you know whether or not a player of your caliber. It, you know, is it a good idea? So you're feeling like you I did mean, what you needed to the do. The reason why I did not, yeah, exactly. The reason why I did not take the surgery earlier is because it couldn't get, it couldn't have gotten worse. If it was a situation where my knee could have gotten worse, then yes, I would have done it. And sorry uh, for the team, but I need to worry about myself. Yeah. But it couldn't have got worse. I could deal, and with them helping me out with the, you know, the painkillers and such, uh, I just dealt with it for the rest of the season. Then. Surgery after. What, what was that like? Overseas doctors, but, you know. Oh, actually, I got lucky. The surgery that um, I got, the mosaic plasty, is famous and was actually created in Hungary. So I got the best doctor to wow. do it, and his English was perfect. So there you go. I lucked out once again. That is once, good, yeah. Sometimes again. it pays to be Troy Barney's. We're going to talk more with Troy. He's going to hang out with us in studio today. Calliope's going to join us at eleven thirty. It's the Beelis Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Series across the NBR Radio Network and on NBR's Facebook page. You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home. 
transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. You can feel it. It's almost like you're pregnant, but you're not. You've just got a piece of wire in your knee instead of a baby. Nothing serious. <laughs> Nothing serious. Beelis Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Troy Barneys joins us in studio. Alumni at the university. Have you been up to Orono since you've been back yet? I know you've only been back for like a week, and then you went back to Hungary, and then you came back. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. You haven't I, been up to Orono yet? No, no, I haven't. That's a truck. That, that That's actually a truck, you know? Yeah, like it's... Going it's, up there, I mean... Uh, I've make a weekend of it. I actually have... A, in August, there's a golf tournament for the basketball alumni. Uh, I'm good at making an appearance. I think you should. Sounds nice. pretty fun. I think it's Plus, good, I really want to meet the staff, everyone up there. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a good um, relationship, obviously, with the Ever Little Basketball Program. I have since I left, but, like... The main basketball program is different because they've changed so much. I mean, I get it. They're trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. but they've changed coaches. They've changed, like, everything up yes. there. Transfer, everything. So, like, it's hard for me to stay with them with all these changes. Mm-hmm. And 
I know the coach there. I know all, pretty much all of them up there now, and I just want to meet them, talk to them, let them know that I'm still, like, I want to still be a part of it, you know? Look, Troy, at this point, you're one of the top, you know, if you're going with an all-Black Bear team with people that have actually done things after their careers, I mean, you're right near the top on oh, that, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. So you should be, like... The ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being it, but it just, I understand it, there's a lot of changes and I'm not mm -hmm. going to, you know, poking in when I shouldn't yet. Well, and I'm I don't not going to, my... and I'm not saying here that you should run that and campaign for it. So I will do it for you. Okay. Right, fine. <laughs> Listen, University of Maine, Orono. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking directly at you, Coach Barron, Coach Curry. I know you guys know what you're doing. I know what you guys are trying to do up there. We all want the University of Maine to be the next UMBC. Okay, that's the goal right now of every single program out there. Every America East program, everybody that's in the mid-major that has never had the big win, they want to do the UMBC. They want to grab somebody's attention. They want to grab somebody's attention so that money can be donated and raised so that you can get the facilities you want to attract the kids you want so that you can make Maine a place not where somebody's going to go after a year and go somewhere else, but somebody can go there and have a career, get their degree, and maybe have a career somewhere else. Maybe they play pro ball here in, in the States. Maybe they go to Europe. Whatever they do, they go pro in something, and that's the point. <laughs> and I think you can do that. And Maine has a solid enough basketball background. I'm not just saying you have to recruit guys from Maine, but I'll tell you what, getting Teron Moss to stay in state is a start because that's the type of player you need here. So, yes, lean on Troy. We're, we're kind of used to... He gets a rant about once every, what, about three weeks? I'm so fired up once, about that about you main basketball, basketball program. He well, gets wound up. They're doing the best they can. Like, they, they are been ups yeah. and downs. Obviously, mm -hmm. a little bit more ups when I was there. Downs after Woodward left, and I love Woodward. And then Walsh was there, and he tried. And then now Barron's there. And I love the coaching staff up there. It's hard. It is I hard. get it. There's a it, with all the changes that we're talking about now, mm -hmm. the culture is hard to stay. Like mm -hmm. every little basketball program, I mean, high school compared to uh, college is different. But I'm just saying, there's a culture here. It's a program. Yes. It's a family. Right. You know. But like at, in Maine, it feels like that, but it's not like that 100%. Only because of all the changes that have to happen, and mm -hmm. like in, the, as much not as much success as we've wanted to see, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that happens with programs. It's going to yeah. go up and down. We're just in a spot where we're down a little bit. Hey, the UMaine women's program, there was nothing, you know, there was nothing more heady. I mean, it was UMaine women's basketball and UMaine hockey through the through the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, that's pretty much what it was. And women's basketball, uh, you know, redid themselves, and now they're in great shape. Coach Barron was the guy that was behind that originally, and he brought on a good staff. Amy Vashon's taking it over. They're going to do just fine. The, the foundation has been laid, set, built, gone. And you've got that there. So you can build it with the women. So there's no doubt in my mind you can somehow build it with the men. And you have somebody in place who can do that because he's shown he can already do that here with one sport. So the hope, the prayer is that it builds. Be patient with it. It's going to take a couple of years. But I don't think they're going to go 13-93 and 93, uh, like the last couple folks did. So, you know, or whatever it was that the record was. I think they'll, I think they'll get to where they need to get to. Mm -hmm. I agree. So yep. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the UMaine men's basketball. I'm very position, optimistic, so. to be honest. Yeah. I, it's it's not about caution for me, only because like I was there four mm -hmm. years. I saw it. Uh, we weren't very good my freshman year. Moving up, we got better. We got better in my senior year. We were solid. Like I, we didn't make the tournament by any means, but we should have. We were mm -hmm. one of the best teams there. 
But I'm just saying, like, I've seen what it takes and how it takes to get there. And they're all taking the right steps. Let's just say that. What are the, what are the leaps you have to make to be a premier player on the, on the high school level here in Maine? Okay. So you have to make a leap to go from high school to Division One. Right. Okay. And then you have to make another leap to go from Division One to playing in the pros uh, where you do over in Europe. That's another leap. What I mean, how far is that leap from playing pro in Europe to where you were at playing for Edward Little? Like, how, how big is that scale? How big is that chasm, if it's you will? It's just, like, I'll use this as, as an example. Me, Coach Adams, I followed Coach Adams down to team camp. Edward Little brought their guy, uh, Coach Adams brought their guys down to New Jersey to play against different competition. You know, it's good to get out and play different things, see, experience different things. I think the, the difference is, is that I got consistently to play against better people than me. Consistently through from my high school year all the way till now. Um, the difference was from high school, I was the best. Not, I mean, whatever. In everyone's eyes, I think. But right. For me, I could have been better. But anyway, I was the best. And then when I go to college, I played with and against the best of everybody. Not only the other high school teams, but like just on every college team, there was the best of the best. Mm -hmm. you know? And then as when I finally figured it out, I was like, okay, like now I'm playing against these guys. I need to be able to flick the switch on how to do things. As uh, in college, same thing going up. You're going from not just the high school best to the college, but now you're playing against the best college players that are also getting paid to do this. And so the difference is, it's like we have to take this way more seriously than we did in college because it's our life yeah. now, you know? So it's just the level of competition always goes up and I'm just always playing the best. And I, get, I brought it back to the going down to New Jersey with the Ever Little team this past weekend. That's huge. I'm so glad Coach Adams does that. You don't see that happen in Maine a lot with high school teams because you need to see that stuff. You need to see that you're not, you know, you just won the state championship. You're still not the best. Mm -hmm. There's other teams that are better than you. Mm -hmm. So me individually seeing that as I grew as a basketball player made me better. What kind of things, uh, Troy, physically uh, have changed in your workout as far as lifting weights and, and uh, specific drills that you think made a difference? Oh, um, back when I was younger, I can't believe I'm saying it like that. But, uh, <laughs> back when I was younger, okay. I would be, it would be, uh, my workouts have always been intense, but now they're shorter. Um, I don't lift like I used to. I don't go hard with like, oh, I'm going to squat 300 pounds today. Let's go. That was the college thing for me. Now it's all maintenance. It's got to be maintenance because, I mean, I just had knee surgery. That was because of wear and tear. I've been beating my body down for a sure. long time. And now I'm realizing as you become older, I'm 29, about to be 30. Like, okay, well, I can't be pushing myself like that anymore. By all means, when I'm on the court or when I'm in the gym, it's 100% every time. But I won't go for two, three hours at a time now. I have to be smart about it. So as I got older, I figured out like, hey, I got to really make sure I got my priorities straight when it comes to how I work out mm -hmm. with everything. All right. So does that mean it's not? Did you? I was waiting for the word pliability. I thought Troy was going to go full TV twelve on me real quick and talk about drinking more water and <laughs> remaining mean, flexible, like you know. <laughs> but he's he's you know. I mean, he's a big Troy a Tom Brady fan, as you know. Oh, really? Troy is I, a I actually huge am. Tom Brady fan. No, oh yeah, huge. Okay, I hope people can see his Mr. face. Mr. Miami Dolphins people see his here. Face for that. I love Tom Brady. I'm not going to buy his jersey, but um, let's just say my I, team. I have Dolphins. one of his jerseys. Come on. Yeah, I bet you do. I think we all I'm do. in the wrong state. 
Yeah, Mr. Miami. Do- Look, someday Ryan Tannehill. No, can we not? Is going to be not, the guy. We're not talking about okay. this. We're not talking this. about changing you you quarterbacks wanna... down there, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah, uh, neither. Can we not? You just. You know. You just. You just. You're. Now that's something you're not even cautiously optimistic about. No, it's not fair. <laughs> I'm literally in a state where everyone bleeds red, white, and blue. Like it's not fair for me. But you know what? When I was growing up, they didn't. They what, didn't. Drew Bledsoe. Nobody liked Steve your, George. No, but no, nobody liked any of them. Nobody, nobody like if you wore Patriots gear when you were a kid when I was in school, it was like, yeah, of course, because everyone jumped the bandwagon. Yeah, and I and stayed then, and with then my after, team and then like after a true Patriot. They're like, oh, here, here's everybody. I'm like, do you even know who Steve Grogan is? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah. going back though, not only pliability but plyometrics. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, box jumping and those kind of things. Is that part of the workout? Yeah, yeah. That's actually player? way more than what it is for just weights for me now. Sure. Like, I'll do a lot of box jumps. I'll do a lot of ladder work. Um, that's all the maintenance kind of stuff that we nice. were just talking about. That's huge now. That's, like, all I do, um, when it, especially in season. Think about what he's saying about wear and tear. And then we look at the LeBron James of the world who play all those games with all that competition and get that stuffing beat out of them mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it. And keep on going. I mean, it's a may. There's some luck involved. I mean, you know that they're all doing the maintenance and the things they need to Look, do to somehow, stay. Look, somehow, some top. way, LeBron right. James has gone up for alley oops and did not come down like Gordon Hayward did oh, last year. Oh boy, yeah, right, amazing. I saw the clip last night though. He looked pretty good. It's funny you guys bring him up he because does. I actually been following his recovery process, mm-hmm. especially after I found sure. out what I had to deal with. Yeah, and like the pre stuff where he like I can't bend my knee right now. Uh, I'm not allowed to because it still like needs to heal under my kneecap. I can't let my kneecap slide. So anyway, I've been following his rehab because I want to see what he's doing. Right. Like individually where we can't do much. You know what right. I mean? Right. But you have to still do stuff. It's you have a full-time to do job. something, yeah. For yeah. sure. Like I'm not going to just the whole rehab not shoot or dribble. You know what I mean? I've learned more about rehab, uh, physical rehab in this process than I have with anybody because I remember the thing with um, – the toe and I don't know if it was a ball and he had to put the ball in a certain thing right. and whatever it was. Yeah, like grab it with his toes yeah. and pick it up and put it into something. Yeah, yeah. that's all ankle mobility. Yeah. That's all like there's different muscles that work all the way that up is to so your knee. Crazy to me the stuff that goes and is involved in rehab. What an absolute grind that is. And you're literally doing it to make baby steps of progress, maybe. Yeah, that every you can't day. Even, people can't even you see. Can't see yeah, it. Yeah. You can't measure it. Everyone's uh, healing process is completely different. Completely different. Like for me, I'll use myself as an example again. This surgery, on average, for average people, the recovery time is six to twelve months on average. But for me, my timeline's a lot shorter. And so, I mean, granted, if it takes that long, it does takes that long. But for me, it won't. Right. Because I'm already seeing this, uh, a bunch of progress, as well as my timeline's about three months. So it's funny, like how the healing process with many people do i'm an athlete so all i do is stuff for my body so my healing is going to be a little faster i guess i was going to say too you know in in the time that i played like i said full cast if you had an acl done your career was over yeah now i mean i wouldn't say that a guy in the nfl could come back at the end of the season but you know technically probably could i'm not sure that they ever should but i mean they come back the next year and they're ready to go. And I, I feel the same way about you. You know, that the, the the way that we've come and the kind of rehab that people use is totally different. 
It's people, they're figuring it out. They're figuring out what works best for people and how people got to do it. And putting the time in is the most important part, obviously. And, and you know, it, it, it works out if you do it right. And the same thing with nutrition. You know, the things that you eat and how, it, how your body reacts to it. It's amazing. How, has has how that changed for you at all as you've gotten older? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have pizza and burgers every once in a while, oh, yeah. I, especially when I'm on vacation. But right, during yeah. the season, it's chicken, rice, and same thing every day. I'm so sick of it. But I have to. I just know, like, I'm, I'm not going to uh, – I, I, I know the difference now. It's funny. When I was a kid, especially, like, high school and college, I could eat anything and still have the same energy. But now – Maybe like one game, I'll eat something that I probably shouldn't have. Maybe I'll have a burger with fries before a game. Like, or, and I would feel like my energy would be a little bit more less yeah. than normal in the game. Yeah. I'll be like, oh wow, like this actually is a thing. <laughs> Not saying yeah. I do it now, it but back makes in the beginning yeah. of my professional yeah. career, I was yeah. like, wow, it's actually different. So now I'm just grind out with chicken and rice, yeah. chicken and rice every day because that always does a job for me. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what you learn about yourself, what you learn about uh, what you learn about your body when you go through stuff like this. I mean, oh, I, I wish I wish I knew this when yeah. I was twenty one right. or eighteen. You know, uh -huh. it's crazy how that works. I was saying to Maddie, my daughter played two sports in college. She went to Connecticut College, and the ice hockey coach was a fanatic about what they ate for pregame. I mean, it, you're sticking with this diet, period, and a big treat was if they went someplace and, and, and had a weekend series and won both games, they might be able to have ice cream after the game, literally. I mean, these are 21, you know, 20, 21-year-old females, and the coach is adamant. Now, she might have, in between periods of ice hockey, bagel with peanut butter. They, they brought a big, a big footlocker of stuff for that. For that. And uh, think of how that's changed. I, I've told him a hundred times. You know what we had for pregame meal when I played football at Maine? Steak, <laughs> potato, baked potato, and peas. See, that was the pregame meal. They they and they fed ninety of you. Oh yeah, and it That's was big time nuts. budget at Maine. They yeah. just <laughs> sat right there like. Right. <laughs> I I was up there. My wife and I were doing an ice hockey clinic, and we were in the ice hockey facility, which of course also doubles as basketball facility, and. Uh, the women's coach, one of the assistants, was in. I think is Baron was Baron's wife wasn't the assistant. Is that the way that worked? I don't remember. But anyway, I, I went in. And I said she was in the kitchen. I said, "What are you doing?" She's oh, she's scooping out like melon balls and watermelon and all this kind of stuff. And I said, "What's that for?" She said, "It's for after our practice and whatever." You know, again, all that has changed. Like I said, we thought nothing in high school of after practice going and getting. A burger and fries and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Probably the worst thing we could have had, you know. Amazing how that's all changed. Right. And people's discipline to stay with that. Right. It's so easy to get. And once you start down that that road of, of eating junk, it's great. Tastes great and feel great. You know, I mean, initially you feel great, but not afterwards, as you said. Well, yeah. you just think, like, um, you got to fuel yourself after workouts. And how you fuel it is different now. You know what I mean? Like, you have to think about that. It's not just about getting some kind of food in you. It's sure. about what kind of food you're getting yeah. into. So, it's a whole different story now. Now, Troy was scheduled to be in, uh, I want to say last Friday. But he's like, hey, something came up. I can't make it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll see you. I'm going on vacation, so I'll see you, like, Wednesday or something. He goes, yeah, sure. Now, 
Here we had go. you planned? Nope. The, the, this you did not plan that. Were, were you just were you playing Fortnite and you were like, <laughs> you know, I think I'm I think I'm gonna go fly back to Hungary and propose. Like, how did this how did this whole right, thing so go down? She, Sandra's in like um she's in medical school obviously and she's in exam period so she literally has nothing to do besides study. Right. Literally yeah. 24 hours yeah. in her house doing. You nothing are not on all. the horizon whatsoever. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. And she, I I had the week. Where I literally, other than this interview, sorry, yeah, um, I had nothing, <laughs> nothing to do, and I'm still like mentally on vacation. Where it's like I can't kill myself even with lifting. So yeah. I just wanted to take another week off. So she was stressing out a little bit, and I was like, you know what? We're already in a distance relationship. We have to right now as it is. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I have the time. Might as well take it. So I did. I was like, why not? And I, we went and spontaneously got engaged spontaneously got nice. engaged yeah. now what was there was this did you do this in front of like some fancy thing absolutely like, not no, no this was one-on-one no. -on -one, me and her and it was yeah. just an agreement like we talked about and it was it was everything i wanted now yeah. hold on you couldn't get down on a knee right nope <laughs> no but that's not us like that's not no, us you know, that's not no i know but I'm even if kidding. i was able to it wouldn't have happened because yeah. that's just not the way our relationship yeah. is but Great. the best like, part is he did it while he had knee surgery so you can always say look i was going through major knee surgery at the time she's a doctor she would have told yeah. me not to. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. Then you don't even have to explain it. You right. know what I mean? But exactly. no, that's awesome. That yep. is, that's really good. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So, now is she coming over here this summer? Yeah. She well, is. We're, we're ninety percent planning on it for August because yeah. she, when she goes, when she finishes her exam period, mm -hmm. which is this Friday, she has the weekend off, and then she has to go right to work at the hospital in Norway. Wow. Yeah. So she has to grind that out for a month and a half ish during the summertime and right when she's done that she's gonna come here if she can yeah until she we, she has to go back to uh school wow has she been to america before no no oh first time first time have goes you got to Maine? mapped out what you're gonna show her oh everything? yeah i already oh, know yeah. the best spots like obviously and in, by all means you guys have recommendations yeah oh yeah, yeah. well yeah Hey, you might want to bring her on. Yeah, could, I would. I would totally. We could talk yeah, to her. Like yeah, oh, could, yeah. she would love that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She yeah, might be even know. listening right now. She's yeah. probably gonna text me. Text if, me if you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> if not, yeah, you'll catch it later on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. Instant. If it's Facebook, you'll see it three days from now. So if right. you're like, oh wow, this is a great. Oh, this is a great live video from three days ago. Right, this right, is right. this is cool. This is. It's funny. I'll, I'll do a game and we'll have like 1,500, 2,000 views. And then like all of a sudden, three days later, I got another 1,500, 2,000. Like where would they call from? Oh. Then I go through my Facebook feed and it's Monday and I'm seeing stuff from Thursday night. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm seeing that now. That looks. This is what you got to do. It's the Facebook trick. You post something, yeah, and then later down the road, maybe a couple days later, the things that people scroll past or don't see, just comment something stupid on it. Yeah. Then it will come back up in everyone's <laughs> newsfeed. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there we go. Just, just some, you know, yep. funny name. strategy. There we yeah, go. that's the way to do it. Yep. You just, you just roll right through. That's so. Fantastic. There's another thing being in Europe. <laughs> she did hear she it. She did hear it. Okay, good. <laughs> she did. Hello, what's your name again? Sandra. Sandra. Hello, Sandra. We love you. Yep. Uh, hey, what's up, babe? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we love it. Do we call her Dr. Sandra when she gets oh, over here? Oh, good. Doc. Is that how that Not works? Not technically yet. Not yet. But it's very, very soon. Soon. As soon as we can, I want to know because I want to be able to, you know. Oh, that's what I'm going to have to call her. Yeah. So. Now, now, is it going to be like, do they do MD over there or is it some other thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do. Oh, yeah. They yeah, do? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm pretty sure they do. That is fantastic. That is that is solid good news. That is good news. <laughs> it is. That is great news. I'm I know. I'm glad you're with a doctor because that means, you know, that'll, you know. Now, does this mean you're going to go like full, like I, I see you're in kind of career maintenance, career preservation right yeah. now, which I, I think is great. You want to do this for as long as you're physically able. Does this mean next you're getting the hyperbaric chamber to sleep in at night? Is that the next step? 
Have you priced that out yet? No, no. but <laughs> if I'm 34 years old and I can't wake up without needing crutches, then I might have to think about it. Might I have guess. to, yeah. You know, Troy, Just what's the, out that? I don't know if you've even looked this far in the future, but let's say she wanted to come to America and continue to practice. Is uh-huh. that what's the relationship? In other words, like let's say I was in education. If you want to go to Massachusetts to be a teacher, she has to take it. It's called a U.S. Emily. It's okay. a test. So the test basically give you the license to be able to work in America. Wow. So I mean, it's down the road. If it's if that's the case, um, then we'll do it. If not, like sh- I'll live in Europe with her in somewhere or something. Like nice. we gotta sacrifice things for each other. Oh, absolutely. And I don't mind doing it over there. And I'm sure she because Manny she has to graduate first, and then I have to. St- Sure. Continue to do the crap that I do every day. Yeah. Manny and I would tell so, you that that's yeah. the secret. You're gonna you sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, if he's got, to, I mean, if he's got two to four more years over there, he's gonna be spending most of his time over there anyway. Sure. Then yeah, at yeah. the end of it, if he decides he wants to roll over here, well, then at that point, that becomes a different decision. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's, it's, it's a decision we're gonna make together, and whatever mm-hmm. works best for us. But um, I think that's the way relationships should work. I nice. mean, regardless of the situation, you have to really put her or him before yourself and oh, that's sure. what I'm absolutely going to do. And it's great that she has something else going on cuz I feel like it's got to be insanely challenging to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. Not because of who you are as a person because of what you do for a living. You do not have the typical 9 to 5 job right. with Sundays off, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. You're gone. It's very different. You're on the road, you got a a week long road trip, mm-hmm. all that stuff that other people don't do. Right. They just don't do it. Mhm. Um, I really haven't thought about it too much, but like I understand, like her schedule is probably going to be just as wor- mm-hmm. worse. And than hers mine. is going to be. And that's the thing. Like you guys are both going to have crappy schedules, so you'll know. And if I have to retire have and to... become a stay-at-home dad and drink glasses of wine while mom comes home, I will do that. Look, <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say is this: if you guys do that, you become a stay-at-home dad. I think you know who you want coaching those children. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so, I also and it's make not sure Rick Smith's in Norway. Fans. You know. Yeah. But you if know, you do that, you have to remake the family photo of you and your brother with your dad in the Dolphins and the football game. That one again? But you have to do it with the kids. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you can find that old sweatshirt that your dad had, which I'm sure either A, he still has, or B, you can find on eBay anywhere at this point. For sure. Yeah, you've got you to remake that. Mm-hmm. That's so have be. you already started the brainwasher into what team she should be cheering for? No, or? she likes the Patriots. Really? All right. How All did right. that happen? See, so already... when she gets here, everyone's going to love her and everyone's going to forget about me. Way to go, yeah, Sandra. That's how it's going to go. How does how did that happen? That she likes the Patriots. I don't know. It was just uh, I'm sure everyone loves Tom Brady. So now, what, everybody loves Tom. How Brady. How do you get the games over? Uh, there? Even what, I do. So what's the? How do you get? The they games? play. What's they play that? NFL games over there. Not every single one like we do, like sure. on different channels. But yeah. like they play games over there for sure. And nice. I see guys, uh, random people wearing NFL stuff all the time. I'm like, there, I literally saw right before I came home. I saw a guy with a Green Bay Packers hat and jersey on walking down the street in Hungary. I was like, in my head, I obviously didn't say anything to him, but I'm like, do you even know who's on the team? Yeah, really. Do you know what you're wearing? Do you know Brett Favre doesn't play for them anymore? Maybe he actually does, but like, I'm just saying, like, come on, like, you guys are all soccer fans. See, I couldn't do that when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, that was impossible. When I was a kid, like, you could, you, you, you could know some things and you could study up on it and stuff like that, but. Nowadays, with the internet and all this stuff, you can be a fan of anybody oh, and yeah. know anything from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's something they make that stuff for. We're going to take a break. Right towards the top of the hour, Troy Barney's joins us in studio today. Callie Oaks will join us later on via phone. He'll join us about 1130 from down in Kentucky. It's Bealus Daily from Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. 
You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's one 800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All 
aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. Beelis Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Troy Barney's joining us in the studio. Now, you went down, you mentioned earlier, and I saw this on all your social media this weekend, you went down to Princeton with the Edward Little basketball team. So they were they went down there as part of like summer basketball and stuff like that. How are they How are they looking so far? I, a little bit different team this year as opposed to last year. but Yeah, uh, they still look solid. Yeah, I mean, every year me and Coach Adams talk and we reevaluate what the situations are and stuff. I mean, by all means, it's all on him, but I give my advice, obviously. And yeah. uh, last year, I mean, we didn't go in expecting to – we wanted to do some damage in the playoffs and obviously make it as far as we could this year. I mean, as far as they could. But I'm just saying, like, um, you don't go in expecting, like, yeah, let's, we're going to get another one. We're that yeah. good. We're, I mean, you can never say that. Yeah with all honesty but like i'm just saying long story short like we we reevaluate we might have to change things like coach adams does an amazing job it's it's literally Mm -hmm. all on him he does everything himself and you know he just we look at it and be like hey who we got what we gonna do Mm, that's it wall uh, is gonna take a big leap i think from this year a lot into next year yeah he's uh and he's got a whole nother couple months before even basketball season starts like the regular season for them mm-hmm. so imagine like him getting a little bit bigger stronger learning uh-huh. a little bit more during the summertime sure i hope the best for him i'm gonna be working with him a lot this summer to make sure he's got his skills and stuff right we got things to work on yeah one of the things that, that we try to do uh with the show is get out to the local coaches and interview them so i interviewed coach adams twice and then he called in once so i think we had him on three different times and it's interesting, the very first time, I mean, I said, look, I've looked at the at your track record. It's been fantastic. They're always in it. You never know that they might go to the finals, whatever. But he said right then, he said, you know what, though? He said, we haven't won a state championship since 1940, I don't know, six. six, 46 or seven. And uh, I went, oh, wow. <laughs> and so I came back to look it up. I kept thinking, no, that, that can't be right. They're always in the tournament. Oh, behold, it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think he kept putting that little seed in there. I think he knew he had a decent team. It's time to 
take that. I don't think I'd ever really heard step. him talk about it before yeah. in interviews beforehand. We, I was shocked you know? he even mentioned it. It's it's actually like literally like because I'm on the same page with him because I literally feel the same way. It's it, like it, seeing the banner and the Edward Little Gym. Mm-hmm. That's literally just one date, 1946, on the boys basketball. Like for my whole career mm-hmm. when I was there, it's literally like looking at that is a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, and it always <laughs> has been. And being able to get a new banner this year for the guys, they earned it. Like, uh, I still am like on cloud nine about it for coach Adams and the kids. Like it's crazy. Yeah. We, we were there to do both the boys and girls games. The, the atmosphere was incredible. It was, it was so such an amazing, it was such a wild night because you never would have expected like, okay, the women have, have never won it. The boys haven't won it since 46. And then they freaking do it like to, immediately together. on the same night to get same night in double a. And I mean, a lot of things had to fall to get there too. Like, Wyndham upset Portland, which I think made the road a little easier. Okay, not that I don't think they could have beaten Portland. Yeah, they but matched up well. It's with a Wyndham. little bit different taking on Portland at the Cumberland County Civic Center as opposed to anywhere else. Excuse me, the Cross, the Cross Insurance Arena Center uh, uh, Exposition Building, whatever you want to call it. Okay, whatever, whatever the thing. Is. I think they call it a little bit different. Now? Okay, know. so there's a lot of things that had to happen there, and there was some there were some droughts and, and scoring droughts and everything and but man that was such an atmosphere and it was great to have all the i mean I, you could have done anything you wanted in auburn that day like the whole city was yeah, shut down place. you know that's the really? sort of thing you're looking for that's what it looked like i mean like i everybody i knew from auburn was all right right you know? right i mean i was <laughs> six hours ahead 3,000 miles away and I was watching it online and I couldn't sleep because I, w- I watched the whole thing and <laughs> yeah. I was like tearing up <laughs> that's, uh, great, was, uh, that was great that's exactly what it is that's a that's fantastic stuff so next um uh, uh Celtics keep dipping in uh to the Euro League and grabbing guys uh they got uh, uh Thies and uh they and just Larkin got last Brad year Brad Wanamaker that's the next guy I was mentioning Brad Wanamaker now last year when they signed Larkin they signed Larkin in the offseason everybody's like why do you need another ball handler you've got Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas and this guy and Terry Rozier uh what do you need this for and then a move happened and they and they made a move for Kyrie Irving later on in the summer and Thomas got traded and you're like oh I guess that's why they needed Larkin this Wanamaker thing kind of makes me think the same thing but Let's talk a little bit about that. So it, the the G League itself right now, you only make about 35000 a year. And that's with if a raise. That. If that. And that's with a raise that's coming this year. Okay? I think it was like eighteen grand or something like that they were making previously. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing less and less guys come from there. And now you're starting to see teams like the Celtics. And this means you're going to start seeing teams around the league, even more so, probably start following the lead. To get the, the, the guy for under a million dollars, the $800,000 guy, the $1.2 million guy for two years, and signing them off of the EuroLeague rosters. Is the EuroLeague eventually going to be... It, it seems to me like the EuroLeague might kind of be like minor leagues for, for the NBA at some point. I mean, especially it when you're technically going is, but you got to understand, like, people in America have no idea how good basketball is. In oh, and it's good. It's you know really I mean? like, good. I would... It, it, it's very good. I would say you take the top five Euroleague teams in Europe and you put them in the NBA right now. They would have, they would probably a couple of them would be the one of the best teams in the league, and uh, they, they would not be bums. I'll tell you that yeah, right now. Yeah. No, they would. They would. I mean, look at Luka Doncic. I mean, like that's that's a guy I wanted to see the Celtics get when they had the Brooklyn pick. I'm like, man, you look ahead. 
that guy's a dynamic playmaker. He's like freaking yeah. 20 years old, People, you know? Uh, I tried to predict last, like a year ago, that he was going to be number one. And I'm still shocked that he wasn't because this kid is literally playing against the best in Europe, mm -hmm. the best professionals. There's a ton of NBA players that are just haven't been able to make an NBA squad that go to Europe and play. So there's still NBA guys all over there. And he plays against them night after night in the best European league in the, or in the world mm -hmm. and the best country over in Europe. So, like, this kid's got every single individual award you can imagine. Plus, they just his team won the EuroLeague. Real Madrid is like the New York Yankees of EuroLeague basketball. I mean, I remember yeah. when Tony Kukoc, I think Tony Kukoc played for them back in the day. Yeah. I mean, all those, uh, all the guys that used to come from Europe, all if they were any good, they all came from Real Madrid. Yeah. And you had to make sure that Real Madrid allowed them out of their contract so they could come over here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean this is not this is not new. So I mean yeah, he's he's seen it in in the globalization of the game. People watch the Euro League stuff as much as anything now. Yeah, I wish they played it on on TV like on ESPN and Sports Center because people will fall in love with European basketball. Mm -hmm. It's it feels cleaner, not so much one-on-one -on -one stuff. You're going to see kids really trying to learn the game after watching Euro League basketball instead of the NBA. Can't really take much from the NBA even as me as a professional. I don't really watch it until the playoffs. Yeah, the 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 um, the systems yep. and the way they play totally to me are totally different. Y yep, absolutely. What are we feeling about the one and done is going to disappear? Uh, so it goes back to what we're seeing in, in Major League Baseball in the NHL, going right into the high school ranks and grabbing a kid. Or I think what what Maddie just said, oh, we're going to see more more kids going to Europe and and the G League. But uh, so, how do you see? How do you guys see that? You're basketball guys. How do you see that all playing out? Where, how, are, what a team's going to do in the NBA to find their next player? I think they're still going to dip into the college scene, the NCAA. They kids who have played a couple will. years. They will. They absolutely will do that. But uh, I think slowly they'll start picking out guys from Europe more than they do now. And they are start. You can actually see it now. Like they're really starting to look at guys because. Like, it's not just about being athletic and all this potential that, oh, you're an NBA player. Like, you really can understand and see the game of basketball in Europe because they play it right. They really do. I learned so much playing over there and SARS so much. Continue to to this day. And they just really know how to play. They know certain things. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, NBA is still the best league in the world. The end. They got the best athletes. Guys know how to play basketball in the NBA. But I'm just saying... Like, it's just, it sucks that the EuroLeague has to be in its shadow because it's it's next level. It really is, I'm not going to lie. No, oh, it, it, in from all the stuff that I've watched, because I've had a lot more interest in it since you've been over there. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. kind of want to see what you're doing and, and what you're up to. And I've also tried to figure out the way it works over there because I know soccer over there is different. Like, there's different leagues and then they play in other leagues and they're relegated to other leagues. And, like, basketball is similar-ish, you know what I mean, where you... You're play, like, now, you, you, you play in Hungary, mm -hmm. right? So you have the Hungarian League. Now, do you play other countries, or is there a Hungarian League that you play there in? And then if you win the Hungarian League, you play the other Like yes, How does this whole thing exactly, go? exactly. It's just like soccer. It pretty much is just like yeah. where how people think. Like, this year, I only played in Hungary because the team that I played on was not – we didn't play in an international league. Mm -hmm. Last year, when I played for the team I was on last year, we played in the Hungarian League as the domestic league as well as the Champions League, which was our international league. And we would overlap games all season long. Until the Champions League game was uh, season was done, and then we finished the Hungarian League. So every team, depending on where they are and like if they're in the international scene or not, will have those situations. See, 
it's a, it's a it's the same thing. Yeah, it is. You know, because I think there's only a few LeBrons and Kobe's that come right out of high school, and you could throw them on a roster. Mm-hmm. Why would a team want to have to spend two or three years developing somebody? They can let them go to either G League or in Europe and let them develop a little bit, and then bring them in. Mm-hmm. It makes for me, if I'm owning a team, that would make more sense to me. It makes sense. I absolutely agree. But um, teams in Europe are just as stingy as teams in the NBA. Sure. Absolutely. They're going to get guys. Do you think Real Madrid wanted to let Luka go away? Mm-mm. Hell no. But guess Mm-mm. what? Yeah. It's the yeah. NBA and it's the league. Right. The league for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Sure. And I'm just saying uh, you can always go back to Europe. Yeah. No, it's true. You and, know what I mean? How many guys? I mean, like Gigi Detomi, for example, the guy that came over in the uh, – I think he came over in one of the t- deals with the Pistons back in 2015. Um, and he just had a thing in the Boston Globe talking about Brad Wanamaker and how well he played. And he said Wanamaker played better than, than Larkin over there. And Wanamaker probably might be, a, it will get some run with the hey, Celtics. Well, which shows me that, you know, the Celtics aren't just signing guys to cut them. You know, they're no. signing guys to make moves. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were about one over the roster limit last year. Like, what are we gonna do with, what's going to happen to that guy? Is he going to, are they going to wave him? Or are they going to stretch him? What are they going to do? Well, it turns out, you know, they're, they're, they ended up making a big trade, you know, and they lost three players for one. So it's going to be real interesting to see what they do uh, it, moving forward. Now, you, you watch the Celtics in the playoffs. We know that there was no Kyrie. We know there was no Gordon Hayward. I think we kind of saw this. We didn't see the ceiling of this team. But I think you saw the ceiling of this team currently without Irving and Hayward. And that's either you could win the Eastern Conference Finals or you're going to cap out the Eastern Conference Finals. So all this talk about Kawhi Leonard, and there's going to be a lot of moving pieces to get him in here. You got to match up salary. So that means you're, you know, another Garnett deal. It could be a four or five for one, depending who it is. And then he could, he may, you know, odds are he wants to go to L.A. after after he's, after uh, after his year's up so he can opt out as a free agent. Are you in favor of going after a guy like that? Are you are I, you in favor of keeping this team together and trying to build with what you've got currently? Because you're not going to be able to keep everybody, so somebody's going to have to be utilized to get someone Kawhi else. Kawhi Leonard, I actually, he's like one of my top three players in the league right yeah. now. <laughs> he is. Like, I, I just love the way he plays. But I actually don't think he would be a good fit or worth the Celtics getting. I'm thinking about the guys that have played all season long. I'm thinking Kyrie Irving. I'm thinking Gordon Haywood. Where they're gonna fit? What's gonna happen? And I'm just I'm seeing. Yeah, it would be great. Maybe they would figure it out. But I would actually think Kawhi Leonard's leaving uh, the Spurs because he wants bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he will get that individually in for, in Los Angeles for sure. But if he goes to Boston, it's a little different story because Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and now the guys that just made the name for themselves have it already. Yeah, you know what I mean. They have it, what Kyrie wants. You know what they're gonna look at him as? Oh, he's the defensive specialist. Yeah, uh, well, it's not they're, Marcus Smart. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're getting they're getting him to shut down LeBron. That's and that's how it's always going to be for him. Even when Kawhi scores thirty five points and gets fourteen boards and six steals, well, you know he's a defensive specialist. I think that's how he'll get. He would get pigeonholed here as the defensive guy. I don't know if he'd like that. Now, the biggest reason he wants to leave San Antonio is because Pop threw him under the bus every single opportunity he could this year about this injury. I read a good article yesterday. Peter Vesey had it, and he, he got the inside scoop from somebody in Kawhi's camp that you know, basically Pop was just you know sarcastic, condescending, dry, and constantly putting heat on Kawhi in terms of and comparing his, comparing his uh, injury to Tony Parker's. Well, Tony Parker's injury was worse. Well, yeah, Tony Parker's only going to play a couple more years. He can play at 70% for the next couple of years because he's just in it for a contract. Mm-hmm. Kawhi wants to keep his career going, so he wants to get back to 100%. So he goes, seizes, seizes doctor. The doctor that he sees in New York, by the way, performs surgeries 
for the Spurs general manager's family, two members of the family to be precise. So that's a guy that they wanted him to see. And he said, you know what? Your quad's about 70%. So let's get this thing back up to 100 so you don't blow out a knee. Kawhi could tell something was wrong with the knee. And he got this done. So, yeah, he wasn't there for his team last year. But he was, wasn't there for his team so, you know, he could actually play longer. And that's the issue. I think that that's the biggest issue with San Antonio. It's been kind of... Unless Pop is going to eat a big load of humble pie and be like, you know what, shouldn't have done that to you. I think he's done. I think he's already done with them. If he's going to turn him to the Eastern Conference, he'll either go to Boston or Philadelphia. I don't know where. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he went to Philadelphia, only because I think Brett Brown is going to, where he's the interim general manager, I think he's going to want to prove to people that he deserves that interim manager title or he's not in over his head. I mean, he made one good trade during the draft already, getting a, a draft pick from 2021 when he made the swap of Phoenix. But he also might get schnookered a little bit because sometimes an inexperienced general manager can get taken by one that's experienced. And I feel like R.C. Buford might get him for something. So hmm. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Kawhi get traded to the, to the Sixers, which I think would happen if LeBron doesn't, doesn't go there because they're going to have the assets to make that run. But I think they would then trade those assets as if he doesn't decide to stay in Philadelphia. I think that short circuits the entire process. So I could totally deal with Kawhi in Philadelphia for a year to see him jet and go to L.A. Mm -hmm. Like he'd be like the modern day Wilt, right? Like going from Philly to L.A. Mm -hmm. So I could see that. I just don't want to see my, my concern is I don't want to see Terry Rozier stick around for another year. And if he takes a step back, you've lost that asset. This is this is probably as high oh, yeah. as Terry Rozier's asset right part yeah. has ever been in terms of a team that. Would need a point guard, need a low-cost control point guard. And I know San Antonio needs a point guard. You're not going to be able to keep Rozier after next year, especially if, you, if you're keeping Kawhi. You're going to have to get Brad Wanamaker and Shane Larkin types to play behind Kawhi. You're not going to be able to keep Terry Rozier there for years. He's going to want a deal. Mm -hmm. So you got to utilize him for something. So if you can utilize him for a year at Kawhi, great. If you can utilize him to, to get somebody else, that's cool too. But that's the name, name of the game in the NBA. You have to rotate and then kind of shuffle everybody around it. And it looks like over the next three, four years, if everybody stays, you know, if Kyrie stays, Hayward stays, if Kyrie Hayward, Tatum's going to have to get signed at some point after his rookie deal's over. That'll be a five-year thing. And then you're going to have to do something with Brown. Brown's probably a guy that, you know, he's going to have, he's only got a couple more years left on his deal. Only a couple more years left on, uh, or only another year left on Terry Rozier's deal before he gets into restricted free agency and unrestricted free agency and all that stuff that Marcus Smart's going through right now. It's tough to keep a team together and keep a core together. So... I think Rozier is going to be utilized to dangle to get something. I just I don't know what yet because you're going to have to match up a lot of salaries with him. Right. So we've done that, by the way. Yeah, I, I do that all he the time. He goes on. And he I go says, on. Okay, I get the trade machine no, I, together. I, I'm I get it. Such no, no. a nerd. I, get I just it. I just want to know what's going on. I'm way more interested in the off season and the moving parts <laughs> of the NBA than I actually am in what happens on the court sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's weird how the league has made it like Would you that. like to see the GM and the, I like all their see, process? Yeah. Like, their like, I, I want to know what they're seeing. Like When you go to these draft camps, like I want to know what, what Danny Ainge sees in Jason Tatum that makes him say, you know what, I would totally take him over Markel Fultz. When everyone else, the consensus everyone else says oh. Markel Fultz is the number one pick. What yeah. makes Danny say, you know what, no, I'm going to go with Tatum and get next year's pick too? Because... I get it. It's like college coaches recruiting. Yeah. You'll see a really good player, but mm -hmm. you'll be like, 
he's not gonna fit in with us. Like he's right. Not, I don't really like him. Like I'm the recruiter. I'm looking at players that I like. I like mm-hmm. like guys that put their you know noses to the dirt and do all this mm-hmm. stuff. And like I have my specific type of people that I want to have. Every person does. Every uh, coach and GM, they all have theirs. So. Maybe that's why Luca wasn't drafted first, number one, because they're just we're looking for something different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, w- big men are in huge need in the NBA at the moment, so I get where they were coming from. I'm not gonna cry about it, but I'm just saying like every coach and team has their own little agenda when it comes to players. So that's what I look at it during the off season. That's how I see it. Yeah, I think the video games. Once video games started with franchise mode, I think that changed the way people look at leagues too. I think it's changing the way people look at sports. I was just talking about this the other day. I don't know if you played video game sports. I'm sure you played Madden, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Everybody's played Madden. Well, people get into Madden because they have franchise mode, and you can take your franchise. You can do whatever. Yep. You can make draft picks. You can do salary cap stuff, whatever. I remember the first, very first game where you could create a player and build a team, and it was NHL 95 for Sega Genesis. Okay? And you could create your player, and, of course, you could create them just like you, and you could make the ratings as high as you wanted, you know? I, of course, was the poor skating defenseman with a hell of a slap shot because I couldn't skate, but I could shoot hard. You know, that was cool. That's what I thought in my mind anyway. So you, you create that, but now everybody wants that realism. And I see people all the time talking about what they've, go, what they've got going on in their 2K leagues. You know, the evolution of it is fascinating, just fascinating to me. But I don't see people doing that for baseball games. I see them doing it for Madden and I see them doing it for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Craziness to me, and that to me is why I think those two sports are the two most popular right now out of the big four. I think yeah, they've adapted. I, yeah, for sure. It's because they're shoved down everyone's throat more mm-hmm. than baseball, to be honest. Even twenty four in twenty four seven too. Yep. We we were saying before you came in this morning, even Maddie was saying, you know, you see this basketball player and, and that all the different stars in commercials. You you rarely see on a national commercial. A baseball player. Mm-hmm. Rarely. I mean, we were both saying, I can't remember one. Can you honestly days. say that uh, MLB, uh, I mean, baseball is America's pastime still? Or no, no, no way. Not anymore. No. no. no, no what would, sport would, would you say? I would go basketball right now. You would say basketball? Right now. I would personally say that uh, football. I, would, I yeah. would have said that before the last two years of the protest stuff, but I think if you went down the street nowadays, okay. that has become so politically charged. And I don't know how that goes. Where you, I mean, you're overseas 10 months out of the year, yeah, yeah. okay? But here, I know people that are lifelong football fans that, that won't watch it anymore because of the protests, which I'm not even going to get into that. That's whatever. People, That's get, people get fired up, so go get fired up and, and do that. I'm, yep. I'm not here to, to talk about that stuff. But I think in terms of basketball stuff, I think people hate LeBron, and the, the hatred of LeBron unites them. It's okay? like the Yankees. And the Celtics have just so happened to become good during this time. And, of course, we know New England is kind of a bandwagony sort of place sometimes in terms of how the teams are doing. Go no further right now than the Boston Red Sox because the only time people are interested in the Red Sox is when they're playing the Yankees. Yeah. I haven't – I can't – have you heard anybody – outside of Hanley Ramirez may or may not being a drug dealer, how much Red Sox talk have you heard yeah. lately yeah. over the last few weeks on the radio? Very little. David Price because he keeps Occasionally, and tongue, it's only because but, you know. David Price is snarky. Okay, that's yeah. what you hear. You don't hear about trade deadline stuff. Maybe when I was a kid, it was more a, personality in baseball. You need to have guys like I, I played something earlier before you came in about the old back in the old days. They used to have these old home run derbies. They'd be in black and white. They'd film them in Los Angeles during the off season. They made this Wrigley Field in Los Angeles that was even in the left and right field lines. And Mickey Mantle would take on Willie Mays in the home run derby 
Like, you knew who all these players were. When I was growing up, you always knew who Johnny Bench was. Hell, I knew who Bob Euchre was. Bob Euchre was a terrible baseball player. Wasn't that great? But he was on Webster, right? So that was funny. And he was also a baseball announcer, and they marketed him. Well, if you can market Bob Euchre to be a household name, how the hell can you not market Mike Trout? How the hell can you not market Aaron Judge? I haven't seen Aaron Judge in any national commercials this year. Or any of those None. guys. Trout, Stanton. Mookie nobody, Betts. Nobody. Mookie Betts. I, local. They what do, what local do I always hear? We need whatever, more African-American youth in the sport of baseball. Absolutely. It's not popular with them. Absolutely. So here's a guy in Mookie Betts who could be the guy for that. But, I don't see him in a commercial but, anywhere. But you know what's happened with I don't the, even see him in Bob's discount furniture commercials on <laughs> Nesson. It's ridiculous. You know what's happened to that, though? We've talked about this before. When I was a kid, we went to the local field, whatever kind of field, and played all day. And when the ball broke apart, we, we chipped in and went to the local hardware store and got another ball. Basketball, there, there's hoops all over the place. Kids play two-on-two, three-on-three, just shoot on their own. I think we've lost kids going and playing baseball, so they're not interested in it. And if you live in a big city, where are you playing baseball? I know, but if you got a neighbor this, down the road that has a tarred driveway and a basketball hoop, you, I know where you can play you, that. That's when I, That was my point. Yeah. I, I've, it, I've got friends that live in, in Brooklyn. And there's no place to play baseball. Nah. You're not going down there's to no Ebbets place? Field, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I got that right. I'll get Callie Oaks on the phone in a little bit. I haven't told him that Troy's on today. We'll see if you he, haven't. I have not told Ooh, him. We'll, we'll, I'm gonna, exci- I'm gonna, we'll, I'm gonna we'll see if he him. noticed on the Facebook. Oh, he probably did. He got he probably tagged did. In it. Boom. Boom. He, he probably did. We'll see. It's Vilas Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partners, Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Don't move. You're listening to the Vilas Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better. A better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. 
Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets to empty. Call WAVE today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. WAVE Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's one 800 I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. We're also a society that expects the worst every time, and when it's not, we're usually, you know, we're excited about it. It's a B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. Fourth quarter of the B-List for a Wednesday. Troy Barney's in studio. Callie Oaks on the phone. Good morning. What's up? Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Hey, question. If you walk down the street in, uh, in Kentucky right now and pulled 10 random Kentuckians, and you held up pictures of Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts. How many of them do you think could recognize one of the three? Uh, no. Depends where you go. I mean, depends who's in the ten people that you ask. <laughs> Let's say ten average casual sports fans. You know, typically, typically they're involved. They live and die by Kentucky. I athletics. think they're gonna. I think they're gonna recognize Judge and Trout before they recognize Betts. Isn't that, cr- 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's really answering your question. It's like creating a new question. But. That is great. It, it, it actually, it creates layers of questions each way in, in here and there. And, you know, we were talking about that with, with, with Troy this morning because he just asked, you know, is baseball still the national pastime? And I said, no, I think right now, I think if you looked at it, it would be basketball. You know, between March Madness and then what happens with the NBA playoffs and how each thing is talked about, I think right now it's basketball because everybody thinks they can play basketball because they've all got a hoop in their yard. Yeah, and that's you know obviously if you, there's people in Kentucky that would feel that way, I still think it's the NFL. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you, Kelly. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I no matter how much they try to kill the NFL, the NFL is still <laughs> is still king. But uh, you know, basketball I think has made a comeback. I mean, I and, and maybe it's. Maybe it's just that they're smart enough to keep it in the news cycle now. Like this week, I keep hearing about. We never used to even hear about who the NBA MVP was. Now they're doing what uh, what hockey and, and football does and putting it on a show on prime time, and it just keeps it, it keeps it on the air for another week beyond the draft. And, and now you're almost in the July, and uh, you know then, then it's going to extend to where's LeBron going to end up, where's where, you know where's Kawhi Leonard going to end up, and so so you kind of. You could see the NBA kind of staying in the in the news, and, and you know the NCAA already does. With you know, it's basically that's a year-round cycle with who's going to be in the draft and who's not, and where's everybody. You know, they've turned college recruiting into a into a, a year-round thing now because where so and so going to land, and and where are they going to commit, and blah blah blah. So yeah, I, I think like anything else, they've done a good job of uh, you know basketball itself has done a good job of yeah. keeping itself in in the high profile for. Do you think the NBA calls LeBron and said, look, don't make the decision too quick. We want to drag it out like all of July, maybe middle of August, you know, wait as long as you can. (laughs) Take your time. I'm sure. Take your time. I honestly think that that's a thing. It's probably true. Yeah? Isn't that sad? It does keep him in the news, though. Either that or even he's media savvy enough to know that, okay, if he does that, it's it's better. It's better for him. If the league, Realness? if it's better for the league, it's better for him in the long term. So sure. I mean, uh, he, he's going to benefit. He's also giving sure. people way more time than they should to think about where he's going to end up and change their minds. Hmm. So you yeah. never know. It's going to start up with something different. Decision 2.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess this one would be 3.0, right? Yeah, right. You know, yeah, three, three, at least. Time around now. Yeah. I mean, it was a little. I think the second one was a little anticlimactic, but. Uh, and maybe got maybe got less publicity than one and three, but because uh, mm-hmm. I think we kind of knew he was probably headed back toward Cleveland. But uh, yeah, it's it's this round three for this. This is getting a little a little old, <laughs> right? Talking with Callie Oaks of the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. I saw um, it was a good retweet you put up the other night uh, about Nick Mayo. Uh, they're already yeah, looking I at him. We're going to talk about that. There's a couple of retweets this week. One, one, the fact that anytime you're, anytime you go to EKU or one of the Old Western or one of those campuses and you make the Lexington news, you're doing something. I was going to say because that's the, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Lexington news. Don't they only focus on the Wildcats? I mean, yeah, I know uh, there's other when, schools when, in Kentucky, when you, but when you hype your when you hype yourself as you know big blue coverage or you know you've got some slogan for it all the time. If you're from one of the other schools and you make it on there, you're doing something well. So it's the Sun and um, Journal of Auburn Lewiston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's like uh, if if you could if you yeah kind of if if you're. If you're from one of the uh, the MVC schools uh, to, to to make the to make the Lewis Auburn paper, I guess. But, right. Uh, no, it, it, on a, on a, in a manner of speaking, yeah. But uh, I guess there's people are starting to take that uh, his MBA 
possibilities pretty seriously. I mean, I had heard that after his junior, during his junior year, and that he would consider uh, getting an agent and, and looking at all that. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. But it seems like it seems legit now. I think there's. Uh, and the other thing that I retweeted last night was a little clip of I think EKU put it out there of him uh, shooting threes from the top of the key and about 15 in a row went in. You know, just effortlessly. The guy's obviously you know. Being six nine helps, you know. Whatever weight life growth spurt he had has certainly helped, and just the amount of work that he's put in, and, and uh, yeah, and, and he's he's got a new coach who I'm, I'm very familiar with, yeah, he's a Scott County grad. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of things to be excited about around here with Nick, and uh, hopefully he can uh, have a, a, a strong, healthy senior year and see where this takes him. It's pretty great. It's pretty. It's I'm pretty rooting cool. for him hard. Yeah. I mean, as a guy that you know has been through pretty much the same thing he has, um, I want to see like him have the opportunity to be able to you know make the league or at least have a chance. Like that's huge, especially coming from Maine. I mean, will he be the only one? Boy, that's a good. Well, it's it, it, it's funny. Pro- probably the the only. I was thinking about that last night too. There are a couple. Everybody. From other parts of the country, when you talk about Maine, they've they've read these things like Sports Illustrated did a thing, who's the best so and so from each state. And when that happened uh, a few years ago, they they listed Jeff Turner, who played at Virginia. Now Jeff Turner was born in Bangor, Maine, but I don't think he lived there beyond maybe age one or two. So he's not he's not right. a Mainer. He didn't right. play high school ball in Maine. Uh, it's funny. Last night I was thinking about if you if you want to look at a guy who has Maine and Kentucky connections, Nick is not actually the most famous one to the, to this point. Uh, if trivia wise, if you look back about forty years ago, Billy Ray Bates. Anybody remember him? <laughs> he was a guy that I wish uh, Haley was in today because he'd be like, Oh yeah, I just I remember him. Yeah, yeah. He he played he played at Kentucky State. And then was drafted, uh, I think, by the Rockets. Third back when they had seven or eight rounds or whatever it was. Third round, he ended up in the CBA with the Maine Lumberjacks, and he was a big, he was a big hero with the Lumberjacks. He was known for. I think he was, I think he was breaking backboards before Daryl Dawkins was. So, and then he ended up with the Trailblazers and had a couple of decent years. But uh, yeah, he, he was he's the last guy with Maine slash Kentucky connections that I can remember. He wasn't from Maine or anything. But, no. It's amazing because if you go in and you go to Basketball Reference and you go to guys who's, who they say attended high school in Maine, there's this great list of guys, right? And you look oh, and you yeah, see MCI. Eric Barkley, <laughs> Karam Butler, Brad Miller, Katino Mobley, Mamadou Injai, you know, all these names. And I'm like, oh, I remember that guy, Dermar Johnson. Yeah, he went to MCI. Oh, well, okay. New Hampshire's yeah. got a few of those, too. <laughs> well, Vermont's getting a few of those, too, because the Vermont Prep School is real. Yeah. The Vermont Prep School League and Academies are really becoming big. The Prep, uh, the prep Academies up here in New England now are great. Some of the, I mean, some of the top, most of the top guys are all playing that one, at least one year of prep. Uh, nowadays, it, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, even I Zach Middlestat left tweet, Mount Blue. Tweet, uh, tweet somebody was somebody who attended a prep school in Vermont was quote unquote going to become the first player with Vermont connections drafted since 1984. So I'm like, well, that's kind of taking liberties because he's not that in is Vermont. totally take. Yeah, this is not like yeah. the pride and joy of Enosburg or something. You know, <laughs> like he didn't just come rolling in out of St. Albans. You know, that's no. not. No, oh it man, was, it, it's it definitely New England's becoming a. A place for that, but what? Uh, apparently, Maine, Maine becoming a, a, a place for the NHL too. How about that last week with the, with the Wall uh, going going number eleven? That's pretty phenomenal. Talking with Callie Oaks from the Sun Journal. Can you can you explain something to me? Because uh, I still continue. 
you know, the, the Red Sox have had this the hell of a year so far. And the only thing anybody talks about with this team is their former first baseman who may or may not have uh, been connected to drugs. Like that's been the, oh, man. that's I'm been the full thing. Like what, how do you get to that point as a franchise where that's what you're focused on right now? Like there's, there's a kind of a big series coming up this weekend. So, you know, people will kind of talk about that because it's Red Sox Yankees, but it seems like any other time they're not interested. The negativity is bred in them, okay? It, it's, no, and it doesn't matter how many world championships you, you won between 2004 and 2013, okay? The, the 76 years before that, or 86, or whatever the heck it was, I don't even remember, 86. It, it's bred in them, okay? It's, you, you dwell on the negative. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop constantly. I mean, and this guy's already gone. He's not... He's not uh, and I don't understand the fascination with Hanley Ramirez. Everybody was acting like that was going to be the end of the world that he was that he was being released. They couldn't believe it. it was like I don't know, he's a good player. He's not certainly not the franchise. I didn't understand the the fascination with it uh, when, when it actually broke, and I don't understand the fascination with it now. I think you know I, I, they they've moved on. You know, so I don't know. I. Right now, it seems like he's guilty of choosing bad friends, and, and, and there's a lot of people in the world that could be said about. So. Yeah, that's a that's a sort of a. There, there's a lot of people that that could do that. Although I got to tell you, if you're FaceTiming me at 11:30 at night, it better be real damned important, and you better be real damned important for me to be answering. Okay, I can think of a very short list of people that I'm answering a FaceTime for at 11:30. Okay, yeah, and. Okay. I just maybe maybe Hanley maybe Hanley's just a friendly guy. I just found that a little well, peculiar. Not, nothing good happens after after midnight. Well, maybe yeah. maybe you could move that up to eleven o'clock because it's not. Man, what was the old Chris Rock thing where he said all ATM machines should be equipped with a thing after midnight where it's, you know, it's, it's, there's like some voice or face on there that goes, "Come on, man, what are you doing with your?" Are you really sure you hey, want to do this? What are you doing? There's certain Back up. at a certain time of day that just should not be happening. Back right. up a couple of steps. What are you doing? That should just yeah. That should just go. That should just not be happening right now. Man, man, oh man. No, what is the what is the hands off period down in Kentucky? I know here it's it's, right it's a little now. different. It's, it's on right on. now. They call it the dead period, and it started uh, Monday at midnight, and it goes. It's actually 15 days. I guess they throw in an extra day just for just for good measure. Uh, it goes through the Fourth of July week, and I believe July 10th, everybody's allowed to start uh, practicing really? or doing whatever they do again. Uh, football here, July 11th. You can start football, and a lot of people do, but uh, the coach here thinks it's overkill. He does kind of like a slow, steady conditioning program for a couple weeks to get them. Get him back in the in the shape a little bit, and then he then he starts practice on like twenty somewhere in there. When do they start practice? Uh, you can start July tenth, football uh, oh. court. But uh, yeah, I mean, there will be games. There will be games for volleyball, soccer. Uh, you know, the, the second week of August, and then football football games will start on August seventeenth, wow. I believe, regular season. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So what does a sport? Yeah, this is this is the only break I get right now. What does a sport like basketball? What's their summer look like then? They play. Um, I mean, the, the school here from from Memorial Day until last week played anywhere from twenty to twenty five games. Now they they split it up. There was a, 
they had two teams. They had kind of like, uh, you know, the prospective varsity and then maybe uh, some, some kids that are probably going to be JV, and they each play their own schedule. Uh, they go to they go to camps. They go to team camps. They they do some you know they do some play day type things, round robin type events. But they get in a they get in a pretty full schedule in about four weeks. Now, some some schools will even work out in August once they're once they're allowed to again. Uh, they're they're probably not going to get back together here in Scott County till September because coach. Uh, Coach thinks they don't need uh, it. will be a little bit of overkill. They get basically the whole team back. There's high, high, high expectations and hopes uh, here, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to burn them out, so he's going to wait till September before they. So, and then you have the case of you know kids that play football, soccer, whatever. They're they're not necessarily going to be there. The, the workouts are pretty much voluntary uh, for them, and they'll they'll maybe shoot around once or twice a week while there are other sports going on. But so they don't have a sports what? season policy like we do in Maine. No, you you can play, you can practice basketball year-round, basically, other than that dead period, or you can do things that are related to basketball. Now, you know, I can see the good and bad parts of that. Uh, if you have good coaches that are that understand what what youth sports is supposed to be about, and, and and let them play, let them play the three sports, and don't give them a lot of harassment, which is the case where I live. Then it's then it's all good, and and I think generally from what I've seen, you know, the good taste prevails there. But I'm sure you can I'm sure you can find places where there's pressure put on a kid not to play one sport as opposed to another. The state has really emphasized it big time. Uh, in the two years that I've been here, they they just instituted an award for kids that play three sports. Uh, I think they call it triple threat award or something. They had about 1,800 kids that. They qualified for it, so uh, there, there's an emphasis on that, uh, not not getting kids burned out on any one one thing. But uh, yeah, the the rules are pretty lax compared to Maine. Okay, did either since I've got both of you here, I mean one in studio and one of you by phone. Did you guys show any of your friends or colleagues or people that you know in the areas that you were? The tweet of the dunk that was called the technical oh, from yes. the tournament. Did you? Did you? Can, yeah, I, in a heart can you I, please? I shared, ex- I shared that, and people were highly offended by. It. Okay, <laughs> like, you think? Serious? Aghast. Okay. I literally got. I retweeted it, and I. I don't remember what I said about it, but it was very. Uh, Caustic against it. Yeah, it was not obviously. The best. It yeah. was more like uh, I'm kind of sick to my stomach that right, this yeah. is uh, right. this happens from where I'm from. And what we're talking about literally is a kid dunked it in a high school game, and it happens all the time now in Maine high school basketball, and they got technical for just dunking the basketball. Yeah, because and that's ridiculous mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> and it just tells you how far behind being high school, maybe even middle school basketball is compared to everywhere else. Like. These, I don't know what's going on in the refing association. They're talking about what are they talking about? Yeah. And then they had the meeting later, right? Yeah, and nothing changed. Nothing. Nothing. Get all of them out of there. Yeah, they, they, they kind of laughed it off. And they, you, you went know, to the meeting, they, right? They, they, I was they, not they, there for that. It was this real smug thing about, well, this is what the rule says. And, well, we all know what the rule says. The rule was written by James Naismith, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Climbing up to the peach basket, right? And I don't know if you guys but are... We, but we do move on. You know, we do we do adapt to the times in this world, hopefully. Yeah, well, it's got to uh, be people like you and I that are putting it on blast on social media. Constantly. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember... It, it was laughable here we get we got a kid here that's being recruited he's got like yeah. you know 30 d1 offers and he was he was one of you guys what, he goes what's going on up in maine man and you know i was talking to him i said basically every dunk 
you've ever done in your life would be a technical foul in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> How does that make you feel? He's like, man, I, I can't imagine. So, yeah, it's embarrassing. And I, I kind of tried to explain, well, you know, during the regular season, they didn't call as many of those. But, but even three, four years ago, you know, at the end of my run up there, I, I was seeing, you know, Andrew Fleming get called for, for, for you know, hanging on the rim on some dogs. I, I saw it happening even in regular season games even back then. So it wasn't like yep. it was a new It thing happened with me. I played against Lewiston my senior year and Lewiston, and I dunked it uh, two hands, held on to a little bit longer than normal, but, like, there was three guys under me. Well, you didn't yeah. want to blow out your ankle? That's I mean, what? not even that. It's just instinct, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to fall immediately. I know where my body is. I know, yeah. and I held on to it. I got a technical for it. Yeah. Crazy. It was... It was it, uh, you know, with any rule, you've got the rule, you've got the law, and then you have the spirit of the law. The spirit of that rule clearly is to prevent injury to the player and to the other players around him. Uh, and you, you just you don't call it there. You don't you don't call it a breakaway. There's no and, and the one from the kid from Se- was a Seacoast Christian. He didn't even grab the rim. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's awful. And all the rims, but what it is, and we all know what it is. It's it's the commissioner, and it's you know it's it's these officials that that meet before the tournament, and they know they're going to be scrutinized. Every move they make is going to be you know over-examined. It's it's examined on a level that it isn't during the season, and they're going to be pressed. It's the same reason we see more uh, traveling, more more all kinds of things called. You know all the stuff that kind of maybe they let slide a little bit in in a game in December or January. They don't. They don't let it slide in the tournament. And unfortunately, it's 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 unfortunate for the kids because everything they've practiced and played under for for twenty games, uh, they have to readjust. Talking with Callie Oates from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. All right, Callie, I'll 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 get you out of here. Thank you for for getting on the soapbox with me again this morning. Really appreciate that. <laughs> what i do it's what i it's what i what we try to we try to keep everybody on their toes right and it's easier because when you say these things you're not here so when i go into meetings they can't be like why would you say that i'm like look it was just my guest i mean i don't yeah. know like you, you kind of can lean on that crutch a little bit I, it's, because we don't want to get you in trouble right because, yeah you know, exactly it, it's, it's like i'm, I'm enough of that his own thousand miles away they can't do anything about it yeah they already they already are looking for reasons with me so you know how that goes <laughs> all right my friend have a good uh, have a good week we'll talk to you in a couple okay good talking to you guys Thank you. It's Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. And of course, you can catch me in the Sun Journal every other week. You're listening to the B List Daily on the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBA Radio Network. Yeah. I've always said, you know, not only interpreting that rule, but we always used to say, I think things are called differently in Eastern Maine in every sport. I mean, I'm a hockey guy, as you know. I mean, the, the way that things are called in Eastern Maine compared to Western Maine, there's no comparison. Mm hmm. What they let go in Western Maine compared to—I mean, you can sneeze in Eastern Maine as a penalty, you know. So, I think I think the same kind of thing applies in basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, even Troy's not old enough to know that. Remember the seatbelt rule, but coaches are not allowed to stand up during a game. Really? No. They had to sit on the bench. The seatbelt. Somebody, belt rule. somebody thought they were out of control. <laughs> if you stood up seriously. To check something to the scores table, you get a technical in Eastern Maine. In Western Maine, they got a little more easy on it, a little more lax and whatever. And finally, somebody proposed the coach's box at least. But seriously, there was a 
I don't remember how long it lasts, and I'm not very good with timelines, but no, seatbelt rule. You could not get up. I, can you imagine coaching like that? You can't imagine it. Might as well just sit in the, fa- the section, student section. Yeah, really. Sit in the student section and wave and we the cheers. I mean, right, come on. right. Yeah. Wrap it up. I mean, that's that's all that is. It's great. So what? So it's, it, last year, last summer was summer of uh, the summer of Troy. Like he was at every. I saw him everywhere. Like he was, <laughs> he was everywhere. Like he was at, at at festivals and he was. But last summer was Metallica, right? Yup. Now you saw Metallica again in Europe. Yes, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Is it different? Me and Sandra went. Is it different in one in here versus seeing it in Europe? Uh, no, not really. He I went mean, to Toronto to see them last yeah, year. Yeah, I drove to Toronto with my brother and friend, uh, Sean McNally, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we went to Toronto for that. The, and then uh, with me and Sandra, we went um, in Budapest when they were there, which was an hour away from where we were living. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, yeah, we bought the ticket that day and went. Nice. It was amazing. Yeah, I bet. Did no you difference. Get- they rock hard both times. <laughs> the The... the- and yes, I did get that jacket, and that you're jealous. Was, that was the point. But he wore—he got this jacket, I, and you got to wear it, and it was—you wore it there. And like I brought it to Europe you again, it, yeah. and wore it at the second Metallica. That's concert. awesome. Okay, he—he he got this right jacket. Well, how much Metallica is this jacket? Three hundred bucks. Three two seventy-five. Yeah. Two seventy-five. It was like this jean—this Metallica jean jacket, right? This is so like late eighties. It's amazing. Throwback. The only thing missing under it was a Baja coat that he got at the Freiburg Fair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like that was literally all it. Was and it was so great. He goes, yeah, two thirty five dollars. He goes, I had to get it. I'm it like, was yes. literally a must buy. Yes. I saw it. They had my size. There was one left. Oh, yeah, it was oh. fate. Fate. Yeah. It's fate. It was fate. It was saved fate. specifically oh. for him. It was all the badges of all the the albums and all the Metallica logos oh, on yeah. it. Oh my god, man! It, it, it nice. next level, man. But now that's my go to concert jacket. So, so it's got a place of honor in your closet. Yep. Oh, but yeah, but it's not like a thing where it stays there. It's I'm wearing it to concerts now. Oh, there we go. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was awesome. All right, so I know it, with this with this surgery, obviously the goal is to play as long as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you are you like Tom Brady? You want to play till you're 45? No, or, no, no, no. Do you have a timeline? I'm not going to make you do it on the air, but do you have a timeline in your head of I mean, like how much longer you want to go? You have to be fair with yourself. I would like. I mean, it just depends. Like, um, going to be getting married in a couple years, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, family down the road. Like, it just depends. Like I said, we were talking about sacrifices earlier, and I'm just saying, like, if if that's the case, I'll end earlier. If I can play longer, I will. It just depends on the situation. Timeline for me. Say like everything worked out and I could still I, I I still was over in Europe and I was still playing. I mean, thirty five wouldn't be a long shot, as long as my body feels good nice. and everything. I mean, six more years maybe. Do you think it's coaching after that for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, really, that's, that's the next one hundred percent. Nice. Yeah. And this is why I go all over the place in Maine, um, coaching, doing clinics and stuff, giving myself experience, learning more about myself as a coach. Um, Helping kids, obviously, is the number one. I love doing it. I want to be a part of Maine basketball in any way possible. But coaching, for sure, is what I want to do. Yeah, the good thing is, too, is you've seen different coaches like this, not so much on that. You know, you so you're starting to develop who you want to be as a coach because mm-hmm. uh, it's different. You know, I, I said when I first started as a coach compared to what I felt like at the end of coaching, no comparison. No comparison of the different kind of a coach I was. Right. Yeah. And I, I like the way I'm very fortunate to be able to travel the world and also travel the entire state of Maine for basketball things. I can learn 
from all the other coaches that I've seen in the world, you know, and see what they do, see how I want to be, tweak certain things, learn, still continuously learn about the game of basketball and stuff. And like, I feel like my knowledge is already high enough, almost being 30, where I can actually, I can contribute a lot with a lot of younger players, you know. Mike Haley and I have talked to Maddie. He, he asked us these questions that kind of prod us along, uh, although we never, we never shy away from talking about it. You know, I, I think so many people today worry about the X's and O's of coaching of any sport versus the building of relationships and teams, a team focus that we're all in this together. You know, all the tried and true. They're all cliches. I still believe they're really important. And I think it's part of the ingredient I think we're missing and a guy like Brad Stevens, I think that that's why his team is successful, because I still think he believes in that. Yeah, he contributes both tactics and personal relationships. Sure. But I, I, I mean, look at Steve Kerr. Dude's yeah. got amazing relationships with his players, sure. and look what happens. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're superstars and they got a super team. Whatever, who cares? But He's you still gonna, you still have to coach them. You still have to make it work. Like yeah. it work. I mean, Phil Jackson was able to do that, but there are other guys that weren't able to make that work. I mean, right. look at look at Billy Donovan last year. Was he able to make his super team work with George and Anthony and Westbrook? Yeah. No, exactly. It's not like Billy Donovan has coached bad players his entire career. I no. think he coached a few good ones at Florida. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think as a coach, you the number one thing you need to do is to make ha, not make but try to have your players buy in, buy into everything going on. If you guys are all on the same page, uh, warriors, exactly, like you know, if you're all on the same page, then you can have success. I think so. That's another thing that I'm learning as a coach. It's not like like for me, like I'm very hands-on coach. If I want kids to do something, I'm gonna show them. But right now, I have a huge brace on and I can't really do much. So I'm learning about myself as a coach, mm -hmm. being like, how am I going to get to kids without actually showing them? Mm -hmm. I have to do it verbally as well. So it's helping me as well this summer doing it. Look at you, all personal growth. and stuff. I'm really? always amazed. You've been coming in here like on your off seasons for the last three or four years now. And it's amazing to me the amount of growth I've seen from you as an individual in the last three or four years, even as an adult. And it, it's a it's a key point to me in, in, in Mainers, main, main, future main athletes, whatever it is, future main student athletes, whatever it is, keep that in mind. You know, the older you get, every you don't you don't just peak out at 26 and kind of keep it the way it is. You're always growing, you're always learning, you're always getting better. Mm -hmm. Follow the example that this young man who has to duck his head every time he comes in here sets. Uh, I don't like being like uh, stationary. I'm very yeah. uh, I, I you know I'm not, I don't I'm not like I'm a homebody, but mentally I'm not a homebody. You know, and I mm -hmm. feel like everyone's gonna have a little part of that in their head because. There's always room to grow. There's always room to learn. And plus, like, if you're stuck in one spot and stuff, how much are you enjoying your life? You're not really. Really. Yeah. You can tell yourself you are. But, I mean, what do you really want to do? What? How do you really want to work with things? So I think I'm doing everything I w want and to want to do in my life right now. We will see you later on this summer. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to I can't wait to meet the fiance. Oh, she's gonna. She's. Uh, she's she totally gonna, stealing the show. We'll I was on. gonna say, like, oh. my, can you want her to just come you here? Just have her by, you just have her drop by. You want to wait? You can car. go and can maybe you can get rehab yeah. done or something. Right, you like, know, we can do that. She'll whatever it. it might be. Yeah, I'm sure she would. Probably talk about all sorts of things. I can't yeah. wait to hear about all the stuff she gets to hear in the stands. 82 degrees. It's Beeless Daily, Troy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. See you guys tomorrow. Aaron Morris will be in for me tomorrow. I'm starting vacation.